The following program is rated TVMANOC. It contains a big pair of nuts directly on your chin. It is intended only for mature audiences. Viewer discretion advised. This is not about freedom. I'll use my power to get them out of the way. Come on. I got hairy legs. Obesity is epidemic in the United States and a major cause of death. What is fat activism? I, a fat person, am sharing my own lived experience. Pizza is a vegetable. Your fat phobia is your problem. It is not my place as a smaller bodied white man to comment on it. Radical body positivity. What can men do against such reckless hate? There's only one man who can help me. This is for you new people. I only have one rule. Everyone fights, no one quits. This day we fight! Full Normouth. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, the bacon is sizzling. Welcome to the Daily Swole. Testing, 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 test, 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 testing, testing, testicles, testing, testicles, testicles. Welcome, everyone, to episode 2557 of the Daily Mother Swole, the most muscular swole cast, beer cast, broadcast, gang cast, man cast, pimp cast, sleaze cast, and slay cast in Zahrom. Because we're not flex, you flex, we all flex our biceps. What's going on, beaches, booshes, busters, hustlers, and your hoes? It's your boy, Papa Swolio, back with another episode. Today's episode of the Beastcast is brought to you as powered, is sponsored by Everston K2 Flexing on all you be. Fucking Catalina It's the fucking Catalina Wine Mixer. It's the fucking Catalina Wine Mixer. All right, welcome, fam, to the show. Today is Ask Papa Swolio Live, Sunday, May the 7th, and we are taking lots of questions today, so you can get it started by dropping the comments down below. We have a lot to get into, but make sure you check all the links in the show notes down below uh, in order to get on the mailing list, to check out the seven pillars, to join the Swole fam over at SwoleNormousX.com and get access to all the training programs, the yoga, meditation, everything with the seven pillars and so much more. All those links down below. We're going to get the nut busted open in just a second, but let's go through some of these announcements to get us started. A reminder that tomorrow, Monday the 8th at 12 noon Eastern time is our world famous accountability meeting with some new releases and private member Q&A and live calls. So join us at 12 noon Eastern time, SolnormousX.com to become a member. We also have our Balls Deep for Summer release party Monday, May 29th, and that's in place of our regularly scheduled accountability meeting. So that's going to be absolutely fire. So be there for that. And of course, this past Friday, Overtime birthed a brand new drive mall gaining ice cock. Go and check it out inside Swole TV. Again, private live streams and private content for members only exclusively inside Swole Normous X. So go and check out the latest driving mall gaining. That was absolutely fucking fire. So let's bust the nut open. We're going to get into uh, I got a video. Actually, I know it's questions today, but there's a really funny video that I'm going to play. Because I came across it and I loved it. And then um, we're going to go into a couple responses from the email list. So we're going to get into that. And then as the questions come through, we'll start taking them. So drop your questions in the comments down below. Hashtag Ask Papa Swolio. 
and we will give away today's swole card at the end of today's episode. So first, let's bust the nut open and get today's party started. Hit that thumbs up button. Hit that thumbs up. Let's fucking go. Swole season. Hashtag swole season for a chance to win today's swole card. We'll give that away at the end of today's episode. All right. So questions, we'll let them come through. Hashtag ask Papa Swolio for a chance to be featured on the live show. If you're watching in the live stream. Now let's get into, uh, let's get into a couple responses. So I've been talking about it lately. If you want to get on the email list, go to make email and get Papa Swolio's knowledge cock. That's me. That's my knowledge cock in your inbox. Because, because. Making email swole again. Go and jump on that so you're not missing out on any of the fire. And feel free to respond. And we'll feature some responses on the show. We got a couple from uh, the last recent emails. We got one from Antoinette from uh, Adjuster Sales. This was yesterday's email. Thank you, my friend. What value to me at this time, fucking priceless. I appreciate it, and I appreciate you with loving gratitude, Antoinette. Ooh, that's very nice. Aww. Very nice. I'm glad you enjoyed it, and uh, very happy that it hit home. Thanks for responding. Love it. We got one from Don. Thanks, Swolio. I needed to hear this. Sometimes life does get to me, and your videos are definitely a big part of my motivation. P.S. Love the beard and long hair. Ho, 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 ho. of this. All right. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it, Don. Uh, Don Fluff in my pillow. Let's see. Uh, Melissa says, was this a personal letter? Question mark. Assuming it was a standard letter. Wow. Amazing how it felt so personal. Hashtag Swolfam. Well, it was a personal letter from me to many people. So that's how the emails work. But the whole point is that it hits home. The whole point is that you can relate to it. These are thoughts from inside my fucking brain. So I hope that you enjoy it. So yes, it was personal, but of course, a lot of people are getting my personal letter, but it was me. It's me. It's me writing these emails. All right. Uh, we got one more. Yeah. Last one here from Simon and Simon says, Hey there, Papa Swolio. It means probably nothing. And you must receive thousands and thousands of emails. I can't buy your program. I am a dad trying to get back on my feet after a failed business and, just my gym membership, uh, my gym, my gym subscription is intense on my wallet. I need to thank you. It's good marketing for you to send an email and propose your products, but the message itself helps me a lot every time. I know it is sent to a lot of people, but every time I see your mail, 
it does inspire me. Thanks again for that. You're a great guy. Stay how you are and go to the fucking gym. Thanks again, Simon, your French Canadian follower. Well, I don't have the the Canadian anthem, but I'll give you America. And Simon, the point of these emails, and yes, you know, in these emails, there might be a link to join the Swole Fam just so people are aware, hey, if you want to join the fam and, you know, start applying these principles and things I speak about in the emails, but you're not required. You're not required to join. You can be here on the podcast. You can receive the emails and respond. Uh, I, This is not like, hey, I send the email. You need to join. That's why I'm sending them to you. I'm just, you know, really... Uh, letting people know that it's available, but the email is the content. So I'm glad that it helps. I'm glad that it inspires you. And I'm glad that you're pushing forward. I do understand the failed business aspect. We've all been through it. And the fact that your gym subscription is intense on your wallet, that's a good thing because you have a gym subscription. You have a gym membership, which is fantastic that even though you're going through some difficult times, you're still prioritizing your health. So the fact that these emails are hitting home, and connecting with you, that is the point. So thank you for responding and be well and feel free to respond to a future email, join in on the live stream, submit a question over askpapaswolio.com, whatever you need to help, um, we're here for you. So thanks for being here, Simon, and uh, thanks for the response. So again, if you wanna get on the email list, go to makeemailswolagain.com. You can also go to swolenormousx.com slash email, whatever sticks in your brain holes, but I like e- make email swole again. So get on the email list and you'll get on the next email. We'll send you an email and I will bang your ear holes. And yes, it will be a personal email. All right, let's take a call and then we're going to get into, I want to show a video and maybe we'll do that towards the end or after we get a few questions in, because I know a lot of you are here for Ask Papa Solio Live. So let's get some questions. These are calls from askpapasolio.com. You can go there and submit a question at any time. Let's take one from Avriel or Avril. Cool name. Let's take a call from, I'm assuming it's a female. I don't know how you identify. All right, let's take it. Hi, church. Hi, Tainty Boy. Hi, Papa Swolio. Question for you. This is Avriel again. Thank you for answering my last question. Anyways, new question. I know how you feel about the leg press. And I, I avoid the leg press. I don't do it. I do the front squat, back squat to engage the whole body because leg press, hard on your back, whatever it was. And I wanted to know if bench press is similar to that and if there's an alternative that engages the body more or if bench press is totally okay to do. Because in my mind, it's like leg press, bench press, similar to me. So thank you. Well, I'm, I, it feels like I'm going to have to continuously clarify my statements about the leg press. Most leg presses I'm not a fan of in general. And this is just a selection approach. If you have a choice of doing, if you have a choice of doing any leg exercise, I just don't see why you would choose the leg press. I mean, there are applications and can you get a great workout? Can you build muscle in a leg press? Sure, it's overload. But I think you're better off mastering other movements and focusing on other movements in order to make your gains. That's my opinion. I'm not saying that all leg presses are terrible or that you can't make progress with it. But in my opinion, you shouldn't be doing leg press because you can't do a proper squat. You should be focusing on your mobility and everything else to master these other movements. And then I think you can 
utilize there's there's certain positions that you could do with a leg press but there's a lot of other machines nowadays that you can access with certain gyms you can use a hack squat better choice you can use a pendulum squat if your gym has one of those better choice especially for certain movements so i still think there's applications but we all know that there's certain machines whether it's a chest machine or a smith machine or a leg press they're not all equal there's different platform angles sometimes the pads weird some are great some suck some might fit you better some might be terrible so it, it really comes down to the individual and what your goals are and I, I don't like it when people are avoiding the fundamental movements because oh it bothers me or i can't this one hurts my back or it hurts my knees to squat you should be addressing what you should, you should be addressing your knee health and your hip and knee and ankle mobility rather than just avoiding it and doing leg press. That makes sense. Okay. So is the bench press the same? Uh, no, no. I mean, can you build muscle with a bench press? Of course people have been doing it for decades. I mean, it's a pressing movement. So whether a barbell bench press is optimal for you or dumbbell press or a slight decline or a slight incline or a machine press again, these are just different tools and different ways to provide overload. Some machines are going to be better than others. Some you'll get a better angle depending on your body size. Maybe your torso's longer and you can't get a good angle with a certain chest press. Ladies, sometimes if you're five feet, five, one, five, two, five, three, you might get on a machine and it just doesn't adjust the same way. And you just can't do the exercise properly unless you boost yourself up on pads. It just might not line up with you ideally. So when it comes to a bench press, bench press is great. It depends on also what you're trying to accomplish. So for example, for a bench press, I don't always do flat barbell press, but I have a machine press. I have a Magnum converging chest press that I use outside. Sometimes I'll do a slight decline with dumbbells. I'll do sometimes flat barbell. I'll mix it up, but I usually do, I'll do a pressing movement. Now there's different strategies when it comes to, uh, when it comes to chest. And one of the things that, you might've heard the term like pre-exhaust or targeting muscles. It's also a beneficial idea to do things like dumbbell flies or pec deck flies or something that isolates the chest a little bit more, because if you're doing a pressing movement first, your triceps are going to fatigue quicker than your pectoral muscles. So you're not necessarily hitting your chest to its maximum when you're doing a compound movement. So you might want to try different strategies where you're doing maybe a, a fly movement first and then following up with a compound movement where you can kind of squeeze a little bit extra juice out of the chest. So you're going to find different movements. You're going to find different exercises that hit you a certain way. And then I would say focus in on those where you really feel the benefit or you feel the targeting uniquely for you. There's a lot of different strategies. So it's about trying different things. There's nothing wrong with a bench press. Of course, you need to be doing it properly. So there is proper form for a flat bench press or for a, a pressing movement. And you might find even more of a benefit if you do a slight decline or a slight incline. Slight decline is going to get a lot more of the chest fibers. And a lot of that's why you have a lot of pressing movements with the machines that kind of have a little bit of a slightly downward movement. And then, of course, there's other compound movements like dips and things that will hit the chest and the triceps. So a lot of what we do when it comes to training is targeting the muscles, but also being aware that there are certain assisting muscle groups when it comes to compound lifts that are going to be fatiguing and will be a limiting factor. For example, if you're doing a pressing movement, your chest can do a lot more load than maybe your triceps. So eliminating your triceps from the equation, doing exercise that will target your pectorals, if that's what your goal is, are important as well. And then the order of exercises, there's a lot of different strategies there. So hopefully I hit some things for you that 
we'll keep in mind that will maybe lead to some more questions or give you a little more insights. Um, so anyway, let's see. It's a good question. It's a good question. Okay, let's take another call. Again, askpapasolio.com to submit a call. We'll take one from Bonnie. Bonnie, you're on the line. Hi, Papa. I'm sending you this message all the way from England. Um, so my question is, what do you daydream about and do you daydream frequently? I'm a big fan of asking people what they're thinking about, especially when they're kind of staring off looking vacant. So what would you say you daydream about most? what I'm thinking about when I'm staring off vacant? It's a good question. I, I don't have an answer for you right now. Um, I think that's one of the things about daydreaming is that you're not really consciously sitting there thinking. You're just kind of off wandering. So, yeah, it's a good question. I don't have an answer for you right now, but interesting question. Thanks for calling if something comes to my mind. Let's take another call. Let's take one more. We got one more call from Stephanie. You're on the line. I was curious when your fitness journey started, have you always been working out in the gym or did you used to be overweight and decided to go to the gym and start taking care of yourself? I've been training since high school. I've been training since high school. I played baseball and I got into the gym in high school and yeah, I wanted to build muscle. So there was that. I wasn't obese. I didn't have to lose a ton of weight, thankfully. Um, so I was always active and spent a lot of time outside, wanted to build muscle. So it's been a while, been a while, been a while. But in terms of, I guess, going back to the daydreaming, I mean, thinking, I don't sit there and just daydream, but yeah, I'm outside and I'll listen to a lot of podcasts and I'll think about the future. I look around, I'll think about training. I think about, I don't know, it's kind of a, not, I wouldn't say it's a silly question, but I just, I, I think like anyone else. I really don't have, I'm not keeping track of all the things that I think about. But giving yourself, I will say it's important to give yourself free time, free thinking, where you're not listening to anything, where you're just allowing your mind and you're allowing yourself to not have anything constricting, have like free play time where you don't have anything scheduled. I don't like a schedule. I don't like a schedule. I like a framework. I like to get certain things done at certain times of the day. So I do like getting things accomplished, but I don't like things. I don't like things scheduled in general. My next meal <laughs> muscles. Yeah. I think about muscles. Or I'm usually instead of daydreaming, I'm scrolling on offer up looking for unique machines to purchase. And clubs, and clubs, T-Cab. Not so much anymore. I have to stop. I, I can't think about clubs anymore. Do you see? This is my stepfather's. He made this in 1979. There's a club right back here. It's fucking awesome. I think about clubs. Um, all right, let's take some live. Let's take a video. Actually, we'll take one more question here. Papa, have you ever heard or tried black rice? I've heard of black rice. I don't eat black rice. Also, do you ever eat kimchi? kimchi? I don't. I don't. I think fermented food is good. I don't eat sauerkraut or anything anymore. That gets me like gassy and bloated. But I do like kefir. So fermented food is good. I prefer the fermented dairy. 
Chris, is there a fundamental difference between an overhead press while standing or sitting? Oh, absolutely. When you're sitting, I, I, I find we well, can isolate better when you're sitting. Plus, you can get a different angle. Um, you're more stable when you're sitting down. So if you're trying to isolate the pressing movement, it's less load and less muscles engaged. Obviously, obviously, if you're sitting, you don't have to stand, of course. But when you're standing, you're going to potentially move a lot more. You're more likely to engage your legs. Uh, a seated press is much more of a pure press. And it's not overloading your skeleton. Your muscular, your, it's not overloading your system in the same way. So you don't have to worry about the instability of your lower body and your upper body. Less muscles are engaged, so you can focus more on your shoulders. Plus, if you're doing a seated, I have a, a bench, so I'm not going to go completely straight up on the bench. I have a slight, I shouldn't say a slight incline. You know, from a 90 degrees, I have a slight decline. Probably it's about 80 degrees or something like that. I have 80, 85 degrees. So you can clear your face and have a good angle because it doesn't have to necessarily be straight up overhead. You can do those movements. You could do snatches. You could do kettlebell press, which is fantastic because of the offset with the weight. But a high incline is going to hit the shoulders just fine. And it'll be a lot less pressure from a straight overhead press. But you could do both if you really want to isolate the shoulders more. Unless you're doing a power movement, you're doing a jerk, you're doing, you know, the whole thing, obviously, from Olympic lifting standpoint. But I actually did seated overhead press the other day, so there is a fundamental difference. Michelle Pompasoli, I am shopping for a sled for my knees, but I need to be able to carry it outside every time for my third floor apartment. Is it better to get a push and pull one or just start with pull? Good question. Um, it's going to be easier to carry just a pull sled. Pull sleds are flat. And the one from Titan, there's also e-sled. I think Rogue has an e-sled. And there are also some companies that make a sled where it's thin. It's thin. It's not as wide. So I would look at the, I think it's called the Rogue e-sled. Uh, let me see if I could pull up a picture. But there's other companies that make it. It'll be less expensive, but it's only for pulling. You're not going to be able to push it. So if you're trying to carry it down, if you want to, if you want a push sled, you can get a push sled and the handles will be removed. But for example, the Rogue dog sled is heavy as fuck. It's a heavy fucking sled. So let me see. Rogue. Let me see if I can just pull an image up on the computer. So you'll see if you're trying to carry it down from. There we go. Can I just drag that picture? Oh, nice. All right. So here I put in the side of the screen. See how small that is. Now you're not going to be able to push it. But obviously that's a very light sled. And what I believe here, you can see the. I don't know if you can take, sometimes if you take that bolt out, you can uh, remove, you can lay that flat, but that's an easy thing to carry down. You can see, because also if you're bringing a sled downstairs, you're going to have to bring plates too. So you're not going to need to pull that much. You can carry that in one hand and maybe a 25 pound plate in the other hand or whatever, or make two trips. But obviously, that's going to be much easier to carry down. So it really comes down to what you want to pay for, because obviously, if you want to push and a pull sled, it's going to cost you more just because there's more metal and more structure to it. Um, I'm just going to bring this other. So that's just the Rogue e-sled, but you can look up other types of sleds. You can have a tarp and put some weights on a tarp. Um, I'm, this isn't Rogue, but I'm just going to drag this. Can I drag this over? I'm going to drag this other image. Nope. 
Oh, that's why I was drinking from there. Uh, for example, this is not, this is the sled that I have. Well, I have two, I have a couple sleds. So this one, and I got it because the other sled that I had was flat on the ground. It had a couple bars going across and would clip the grass. So if you're on turf, not a big deal. If you're on pavement, not as big of a deal because you're not, you know, catching things. So I got this. So there was more clearance. So there wasn't bars hitting the ground. But let me tell you, this thing's, it's deceiving. It's fucking heavy as shit. So everything that Rogue makes is overbuilt, which is great for most things, but it's a lot heavier. So even though it doesn't have the bars that are going horizontal that were clipping the grass, just the weight makes it so much harder to push than I thought it would be. So no regrets. I got it used. So, but those poles on the back end where that you push come out so you can attach the thing to pull it or push it, but that's going to be brutal. I wouldn't personally want to, I wouldn't want to carry that down three flights. It, it would be very, very hard to carry that down. Very hard. So if you want anything that you're going to be able to push to, I don't know if, I think any sled that you're going to have posts to push is going to be uncomfortable to, to carry downstairs. Like it's going to be very hard because it has to have a lot of integrity to carry the weight and not dent and to slide and stuff like that. So right here, um, Titan makes one like this. I have two of these. Um, so you see how the post slides down so you could bring it up into your house and then lean it up against the wall or something like that. But that's still bigger than you need. I would say the E sled is the best because it's thin. If you're going to be carrying it down plus weights, um, I would just get you something like we showed earlier. Uh, where is that here? I would just get that. Cause that's, you can see how that's easy. And that post might even be able to, f to flop down or you can take out that post or that nut, and you can just put like a little hinge. You can just slide it in there and then take it out and fold it down or something when you're not using it if you want to save space. But if you're carrying it downstairs, I would worry, I would pull that. Um, pushing's a whole other a whole other deal. I think pushing's great, but it's it's gonna be hard to if you're carrying it down. I don't know if you're gonna be I don't know if you're gonna find one to carry down that would be that you can carry down. So let's be honest. If you're strong enough and you don't mind something obscenely heavy, I mean, because if you carry it down, that's the easy part. Carrying it back up is going to be hard. So I would... I don't think a push sled is in the cards for you if that's going to be a concern, but that Isla is really light because you also have to carry down the weights. You're going to have to carry down a 25-pound plate or something like that too. Uh, Lindsay, how do I feel about sparkling water? Uh, in what sense? I don't drink it. I think it's a... I don't know if it's... I don't think it's necessarily harmful for you. Um, if it's like filtered water and what if you're out, are you, are you asking for that like in replacement of drinking alcohol or if you're going out with people or just to drink it frequently. I don't know if there's anything wrong with it. I don't really have any, I don't really have any feel about it. I don't think there's anything negative. Like, oh, this is going to hurt you. It's just some bubbles. All right. Heinrich's Adventures. All right. Hey, it's Jeremy, the formerly 424 pounds guy from yesterday. My question is, I have a ton of excess skin and it seriously gets in the way of exercise. 
especially when doing swolga. Got any tips? Um, I would just look into some like compression gear or something like that that you can wear that will kind of keep it in place. Sorry to hear that, man. A lot of people that lose a lot of weight and a lot of fat quickly. You know, if you want to get rid of it, surgery is seems to be the only answer. But in terms of doing the swolga, I would look into compression gear, whether it's leggings and things that like maybe pull up higher or like one of those um, compression bands that can go around because obviously even if you're not looking to get surgery and it's you're going to keep that and X, Y, and Z. Yeah, I, I get you. You don't want something you, you don't want it getting in your way. Not cool, right? Yeah, I think sparkling water, things like that. If you're going out and you want to have something, but, and plus just not that you should not, not that you need to like pretend for other people, you don't want to drink. You don't want to drink, but if you don't want people bothering you, if you're going somewhere and you don't want people bothering you like, Oh, you're going to drink. You're going to drink. Just get some sparkling water and put a lime on the side. People will think you have like a vodka soda or something like that. And they'll leave you alone (laughs) or something or like, you know, the, just sparkling water. You don't know what the fuck you're drinking. And you don't have to lie to people, but I'm just saying you could definitely just drink that or drink water and do whatever you want. But I know people that do that and it's, yeah, I guess you avoid people like, oh, you're going to go drink, you're going to drink, you're going to drink. Yeah. I think most of the Swole fam will opt for telling people to fuck off. Flavor packets for water. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't stay away from the flavorings and stuff. Stay away from all those like artificial sweeteners and things like that. Yeah, or they can fuck off. <laughs> they can fuck off. Uh, Mika, Papa Sola, I st- have started taking black elderberry syrup every day for immune health. Have you ever used it? I take a vitamin D supplement as well. It seems to be helping or it's a placebo effect. I don't use it. Elderberry syrup. Uh, vitamin D is going to do much better for you for immune health. Vitamin D, sleep, magnesium, beef liver, sunlight, all those things I think you'll get much more benefits from. I don't know if there's actually any benefits to that. I know the term elderberry, but I don't, I don't use it. All right, let's see. Dun, 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 dun. So we did the calls all right let's see uh payton 30 hi mr swole hello ah so so formal hi mr swole is one rest day enough for individuals who like to train every day for hypertrophy uh you shouldn't be training every day for, i mean you are training every day for hypertrophy but your recovery is when you're growing you're not growing in the gym you're causing stress and you're stressing out your central nervous system and you're overloading your body you, I mean, you shouldn't be lifting every day for hypertrophy. It's too much. So one rest day enough active recovery. I think training and lifting heavy six days a week is probably too much, especially for hypertrophy is a lot. It's a lot. So the thing is, I think a lot of people don't give themselves enough recovery time. Most programs and most approaches aren't focused enough on recovery. People are training six days a week and not getting enough sleep. They're not eating properly. They're not doing other things. So I think once you maximize your recovery, you're able to train harder, but then you need to allow your body to recover for a subsequent session. So it really depends on your experience, what you're trying to accomplish, the availability and the time. And 
it really comes down to the intensity and the volume and the frequency. Like that's where the frequency is going to come in. So most people don't train hard enough. So they train more frequently because they don't really push themselves hard enough. I, I, I see people saying, oh, I train legs twice a week and they do so much fucking volume. I've seen these videos pop up and people send me things. And if you're doing 16 sets for legs, you're not training legs in two fucking days. There's no way in hell unless you're taking anabolics or you just didn't push yourself anywhere close to reasonable. The way I train, I cannot do, if I do legs twice in a week, it either has to be lighter workouts and mobility, or it has to be a hamstring focused and glute focused day. And then a quad focused day, because if I'm training legs, I'm going to be fucking sore. There's no way if I train legs on Monday that I'm doing it on Thursday, not a chance. Cause if I train it hard, I'm fucking sore and I'm wiped out. Plus it's not the only body part that I'm training. So you have to give your body enough time to recover. I just think people don't recover enough. They train when they're still sore. Their body is still wiped out. If you're still sore, you're just not recovered. You're physically not recovered. And don't forget about the psychological, the mental aspect, your central nervous system. Again, your nervous system is what's controlling your muscles. It's very taxing. It's very overloading. And if your body is constantly worn down and constantly exhausted, guess what? You're not going to be sending the proper signals for muscular growth. It's wiped out. It's blasted. It's still recovering. Your body needs to be in this positive, advantageous position to build muscle. If it's constantly getting stressed and you're not recovering physiologically, you're not ready for intense training. Now you can gauge this by your strength improvements and your output. If you're lacking, most people will call it overtraining, but I think it's better to frame it as under recovery because if you're recovering enough, it's not necessarily overtraining, is it? If you're recovering sufficiently, you could train really hard. And if you recover better and recover more sufficiently, you can hit that peak of intensity harder. But the harder you train, the more recovery you need. And a lot of people are, what's interesting is this paradigm that we live in. We think that everything has to be around because we have a schedule, our schedule, because we have a calendar that has seven days. I think that, I think the calendar fucks us up. This is why I don't like scheduling. This is why anytime in the programs, it's like day one or day two or day, like, I think the whole scheduling thing based on seven days is so arbitrary. It, it just doesn't make any fucking sense. And I still find it hard to break out of that. Cause you think every time there's a new week, okay, it has to restart. I want to reiterate that. Every time Monday hits, and you could raise your hand or drop some grill. Like how many of you, when you think of Monday, it's like, oh, new week, right? New week, Monday, new week. But think of how arbitrary and how much mindfuckery goes there. If you train hard on Saturday, hard on Friday or hard on Sunday, Monday, new week, new start, starting again. What are you talking about? Life is continuous. We just create this organization just to create purpose and give us some sort of meaning and the ability to get things accomplished. Because if we tell someone we're going to meet on Tuesday at this time, it makes sense that we're all synced up. We can get more things done because if you're like, Hey, I'll meet you at, it used to be, I'll meet you at high noon. 
you have to look at the sun and be like, all right, well, it's kind of up there. I'll meet you around this spot. Hopefully if we're all on different days and different times, then no one's going to be able to get things accomplished. People are going to be showing up to work at different times and nothing is going to be coherent. So it's a way to organize our schedule so we don't go insane. We can be more efficient and get things done. But just thinking about Monday being a new week, it's a mind fuck because you're still recovering from the previous workout. If you trained hard on Friday, one, two days, just because it's Monday doesn't mean you're that muscle's ready again. It's continuous. So I think we compress our recovery. We compress our recovery. We forget to recover because we are on this wheel. We're on this constant wheel and we overdo it. We under recovery. So we overtrain and we think we're behind. So every time a new day start or a new week starts, every time it's Monday again, let's say Monday, let's do the classics, right? Monday is chest day. And then you have Tuesday is whatever. It doesn't matter. So I, the international chest day Monday, just because everyone kind of like conceptually understands that or leg day on Monday, it doesn't matter. So you're training this on Monday, training this on a different day. Just because it's that day doesn't mean everything starts again. What if you're sore? What if you're drained? What if you trained really hard? It's just, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter what the day is. What matters is if your body is recovered. And the thing is, the reason why people get trapped into this is because classically work schedules were days off on, you're off on Saturday, you're off on Sunday, you start on Monday, nine to five. A lot of people don't have the same classic nine to five like it used to be, but that used to be the routine. So your routine changed and everyone was kind of like in sync and it just worked a certain way. But understand that just because it's Monday doesn't mean there's an etch-a-sketch and the physiological, physical, and mental stress that happened a day before, two days before, isn't there. So the bottom line is when you train hard, are you recovering enough physically and mentally in order to do the next workout? Maybe you trained legs hard on Wednesday. Okay. Maybe you're not ready to train those legs hard again until next Friday or Thursday, like depending on the intensity. Like I trained really hard the other day. I'm still fucking sore. When did I train my legs? When did I do quads? Was it yesterday? The day before Sunday? Was it Friday? Fuck, maybe it was Friday. I forget. I have to look at my thing. But I am like, I am fucking sore. There's no way I'm training quads like today or tomorrow. I might not train them again for, it might be a week. And people say, well, if you're a natural lifter, you should train body parts every 48 hours or every two days. And you need to hit the same body parts again. If you're doing what next to no volume, I just don't think people are able to train hard and recover properly. If you're training hard enough, you're not recovering in two days. You're just not. And this is a byproduct also of people looking at professional bodybuilders through the years. And these guys are taking anabolics. And when you take steroids and shit like that, you recover quicker between workouts. So I think it's important to not get locked into the seven day cycle because there's nothing about the calendar that tells you, Hey, well, you're rested because it's a new Monday. We're starting from scratch you're still recovering from all the workouts the previous week. And if you're training hard, it might not be five days or four days. It might be six days. It might be nine days. It might be 10 days. doesn't mean you can't train and do mobility and do other things to aid in your repair. But for subsequent sessions, 
And let's say you're just doing a certain body part. Let's say you're just doing back or you're just doing chest. I mean, doing a hard, high intense chest workout and doing a hard, intense back workout and doing a hard, intense leg workout and then doing a hard, like you're doing high intensity four five, six days a week. You're not recovering. Your central nervous system is going to be blasted, right? Blasted. So the volume has to be tempered. And your training split has to be logical because if you're training with that high, if you're training really frequently, you're not going to be recovering enough and your intensity is not going to be as high as it should be. But psychologically, we mind fuck ourselves and think we have to train so much more. I'm starting to believe the opposite. I think we can train a lot harder, give a lot more rest and recovery. Yeah, I'll do some more club swinging. Yes, I'll do some more mobility and yoga and cold plunging and sauna. But I'm also not doing the same type of volume for my training, but I'm going a lot harder. And I just can't do it as frequently. I just can't fucking do it. I'm sore for so fucking long. And it's not sore because I'm under recovering or I'm not doing other things properly. It's just, it's a physiological exhaustion from putting that much effort and overloading your body. The CNS just gets destroyed. It's not just about soreness. And if you're doing tons and tons of sets, you're not training hard enough if you're doing that much volume. You're not because you're doing that much volume as a result of not training hard enough for those working sets. Just saying that's a nice little rant there, but I think it's important to clarify. And this is my approach. I don't do anywhere near as much volume, but I'm also going a lot harder for the sets for my working sets. Okay. And uh, let's get into, we'll take some more questions if we got, we got a little bit more time, but let me do a video because I thought this was really funny. So we're going to play a video. We don't usually do this on uh, APS, but let's see what we got here. What's in the box? Five ways you can support your fat friends. I thought this was really funny. Check us out. Six, nine girls want to drink wine. Tell the man not to waste your time. If the man broke, the man here jokes. Hi, you've reached Giovanni. So how can I help you? Reservation for tonight? Of course. How many people? Four? Okay, yeah, we can do that. Oh, you're coming in with a big old tubby fatty fatso? Okay, great. Thank you. Thanks so much for calling ahead to let us know. Uh, we really appreciate it, and I know they would appreciate it as well. Fat people love when their friends have to call places ahead of time to warn about their size. Yeah, yeah, they love it. Um, yeah, don't worry. We'll get the big old fat, fatty fat booth ready for you. And um, don't worry. The menu, we've removed all of, you know, mentions of diet, no keto, no vegetarian, no nothing. We've actually also removed the calorie counts on the, on the menu items. We know that can upset the big old porkers. You know what I mean? Nothing worse than an angry fat person. I know you know. Uh, but yeah, we'll have the booth ready for you for seven. And don't worry. There's a place for them to park their, their scooter. <laughs> oh my god i love it i love it so that video the first beginning when you heard the music if you're just listening it said uh five ways you can support your fat friends and the next scene said call ahead to restaurants to make sure they have fat friendly seating so this guy made fun of it because it's obviously ridiculous hey i'm coming in with a huge morbidly obese person do you have fat friendly seating so funny. Yeah, fat people love it when their friends call ahead to me. You're going with a big fatty McFatty, fat, 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 so <laughs> big porkers. Great stitch. Oh my God. Uh, positive charisma. I would be so embarrassed, not because they are fat, but the entitlement for something in the fat person's control. Right. Uh. Mm. So that was really funny. I appreciate good humor. And also, I remember. This was a couple of years ago. 
I think it was Mama Soy and I think we went somewhere because it was someone's birthday and I wasn't eating. I didn't have anything, but we met somewhere. So they were eating and they were meeting for a meal. So we're like, I went to hang out for a little bit. So I was sitting in a booth and I remember sitting down at the booth and it was so uncomfortable, the booth, because the booth seat had so much room. And if I sat back with my back leaning against the booth, you know, where I would be comfortable leaning, the table was like out here. The tables in these booths are made for people that are like 500 fucking pounds. It was so far away. So don't tell me there's not fat friendly seating. I wasn't comfortable because I would have to like sit up right in the front and like lean forward up on the table. Because if I sat back, I would be this far away from the table. It was just really, really weird. Anyway. um, Yeah, maybe change your habits and stuff and you don't have to worry about calling ahead to see if you can fit your fat ass in there. I'm just going to say you probably should look, if you are morbidly obese to the point where you have to call ahead to a restaurant, let me tell you something. You shouldn't be going out to eat. Just saying, just saying, if you have to call ahead to see if they can fit your body, you probably shouldn't be eating you probably shouldn't be eating period how about a little not even intermittent fasting it should be like intermittent fasting it should be like just fasting forget the intermittent it should be a lot of that a lot of fasting just seriously if you have to call ahead you you probably shouldn't be going out to eat stuff that's saturated in vegetable oils and garbage and probably shouldn't be focusing on food so much just a thought You have to make all these preparations to go out to eat because you're too huge. Yeah, probably shouldn't be doing it to begin with. Crazy, you have to actually fucking say it. All right, Andil Enkoski, 7165331. This person put their fucking social security number in in their avatar as their screen name. What is the best exercise for your stomach? Uh, Spinal extension and flexions. So there is no best exercise, but abs are not made in the kitchen. Abs are shown in the kitchen. If you're eating like a fat fuck, you're not going to see your abs because you have fat on top of it. So just make sure you're not doing things just like hanging leg raises. You need to be rounding your spine flexion and stretching back and getting full extension. So you can get, you could do it on a ball. You could do it on different positions. Sometimes machines can actually be beneficial if they take you through a full range of motion, but make sure you're doing spinal flexion and spinal extension. You're not just lifting your legs up and down because that's just working your hip flexors. Okay, let's see. Dun, 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 dun. I'm Brian, eight. All right, Brian. No, I'm Brian. I'm Brian. I'm Brian and so is my wife. All right, I... I, I... How shall we fuck off, oh Lord? Hey, come on. All right, uh, how much time I should go to the gym in a week? I'm new in the gym. I... Such a vague question, but you should probably be going three to four times a week, just doing total body, not a lot of volume, just getting used to the habit of going. So it depends how much time, how often it really depends. You want to make sure you do things properly. I would just focus maybe even three times a week doing a total body workout, do a couple decent sets. Don't really push yourself to failure yet. If you're new to the gym, learn how to do it. If you have someone to teach you how to use free weights, that's fine. You could use machines and watch some videos online. You could join Swarmus X and check out our programs. But 
I would just do a couple sets per body part and just get used to the habit of going. And if you can have someone in your corner, if you can join Swanormous X or you have, let's say, a friend who has more experience, just don't push yourself to failure. A lot of times people go with friends and they push themselves because their friends are fucking idiots. They might know they might not know proper form, but they don't understand how to train someone or someone new to the gym. Just don't overdo it. I would say total body a couple times a week. Um, Jay Frosty Balls, uh, Papa Soy, my wife wants to know if you have tickets to the gun show. Um, <laughs> uh, the gun show sold out. Fuck yeah! Sold out. Sorry. Sorry. We have a waiting list for the gun show. Um, Il Fauti Magier Cigarette the fuck kind of a name is that? Il fait imaginaire cigarette. Dot dot dot. When your screen name is so long, you have to have a dot dot dot. You need to. You need to get a little bit more creative than that. There's enough variety. There's enough variety that you don't have to have a seventy-five character screen name. Papa, I work out, eat about one meal a day. Do I have to control my diet to lose weight? Ugh. control your diet yes you need to eat proper food if you want to lose weight you need to be in a calorie deficit but you should be eating quality food a boring question it's not really about one meal a day it's about if you want to lose weight one meal a day is fine intermittent fasting but you're probably eating shit the problem is with one meal a day a lot or intermittent fasting a lot of times people intermittent fast and they overeat you know why it's because they don't eat quality food. So they're eating vegetable oils and processed sugar and all this crap. And they're just restricting their time, you know, window. So they're like starving, starving. I'm so starving. I haven't eaten in five hours and they just stuff their fucking face. And then if you're over consuming calories and under exercising and not sleeping white, you're going to gain fat. Uh, sir, as eight build muscle or lose fat. That's a stupid fucking question. Uh, why not both just build muscle, focus on building muscle. (sighs) Fucking Instagram. Five-year-olds on the cha- on the page. It's gonna Matt Damon there. Matt Damon. All right, Doctor Mojica. Greetings. How much cardio do you suggest on a cutting phase? By the way, nice hair, dude. Why? Thank you. A uh, cutting phase. I'm not a huge fan of the bulking cutting, but uh, cardiovascular activity is fine. I would focus on more like you know intense or interval type cardio, or long walks. I would just adjust. As needed, I'd focus much more on your nutrition and your training habits. If you're trying to cut, it's going to come down to more of your nutrition. But cardiovascular health is important. All right, Bon Gamin 4. Like we become complacent to creatine, your GTTFG used to have an effect on me, but not now. Help. Okay. Like we become complacent to creatine. It's so funny. In all my years, I haven't used, I haven't heard complacent and creatine have never been used in a sentence that have entered my ear holes. Uh, go to the fucking gym. I okay. Don't care. Um, Jaditya, Gurgar, Gujar, or whatever. Thanks for asking the question. Okay, I'm recently joined gym a month ago. Can you recommend some diet? How much protein intake is good and what to do and whatnot? I know we're going into Instagram questions. I'm just answering these because some of you aren't 
asking live questions is totally fine. But Instagram, a lot of times is like vague. Also give credit to where, you know, understandably Instagram has a character limit. So you can't really explain everything. That's why I say go to askpapasloy.com and explain yourself. Uh, how much protein intake is good. You just joined the gym a month ago. Focus on quality foods. Get rid of the processed sugars and the vegetable oils and get proper sleep habits. Um, you can aim for like 0.8 to a gram per pound of body weight, but it could be a lot, especially when you're starting. I would just focus on elimination diet, cutting out a lot. A lot of times nutrition for the most part, especially when you start, it's more about what you're cutting out rather than what you're adding. But sufficient protein, animal proteins are important. I would focus there. Don't be consuming soy and tons of beans and you know partial proteins and things with high in lectins and oxalates and you know you won't be causing unnecessary inflammation. And these questions make me feel smart. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of people are starting. They're like, hey, this guy, he's right. I want to go to the fucking gym. Where do I start? It's just a, that's why we, that again, and of course this show, we don't do sponsorships. So it's Swolnormous X. So I made a commitment. I'm not going to do any kind of sponsors. I'm not going to read you ads for fucking toothpaste, but I will talk about Swolnormous X however many times and whatever I want, because that's where everything is. So if you're, Asking these questions, how do I start? What do I do? What program's good for me? I, what's nutrition? This is why I created Swinormous X. It's because of all the questions, of all the things that people ask, for all the goals that people have, you don't have to go looking on the internet. You don't have to go scrolling on Google or DuckDuckGo, whatever the fuck it is, endlessly. You don't have to study for 10 years. You don't have to put in 20 years plus professional experience and doing all things that I did. You can have it all compiled and you can shortcut a lot of things. Not that shortcutting is something that you want to have the mindset for, but you can avoid a lot of pitfalls. So really uh, the benefit of learning from someone before me, like, look, I used to learn from the greats. You know, I watched Pumping Iron thousands of times and I read Flex Magazine and I was in the gym and I asked questions. And I was on message boards. I did all the things and I applied and I tried and I tested and I explored and I experimented to figure out what works best for me and what works best for clients and what, you know, blah, blah, blah. So... The reason why I was able to learn those things is because I took information from other people that have learned, tried, succeeded, and failed before me. So this is why I created Solnormous X. So you can learn, you can experiment, but you can build upon the information that I've accrued and you can avoid, uh, you know, doing, making a lot of mistakes. So join us, SolnormousX.com. Tyler uh, Papasoli, do metal cans have a negative effect on testosterone and hormones? They certainly can. A lot of metal cans are lined with BPA or BPF or BPS. Avoid phthalates, parabens, all those things. So they certainly can. There's also a lot of heavy metals when it comes to processed foods. That's why you want to avoid processed foods. A steak is not processed. It's boom, cut the cow. Boom. Here's a steak. There's no processing, especially if it's grass fed and grass finished. If it's pumped full of hormones, X, Y, and Z, you want to avoid that. A lot of times your chicken a lot of times, I don't know, a lot of people don't know this. I heard this on a podcast, pretty fucked up, but we always talk about, oh, but it's antibiotic-free chickens and et cetera, et cetera. If you inject the egg, if you inject through the shell and inject the antibiotics and hormones and stuff through the shell, it's not considered, um, it's not considered a live chicken yet. So you can inject antibiotics and stuff in the shell and it can still say antibiotic-free. So keep that shit in mind. Evil fucking people. There's loopholes to all this stuff. So anyway, you know, 
processing is going to have heavy metals. You get a lot of these protein powders and stuff. There's heavy metals. You're on machinery. There's a lot of impurities and things like that or other products that they're making at these factories in China or wherever the fuck they make it. Rhinestoned Cowboy, Papa Sulia. I've started running recently and so many people in my life tell me it's the worst thing ever for my body. I need a zinger to throw back at them. Any thoughts? Uh, I'm not a fan of running, like long distance running. Sprinting and stuff is fine, but long distance running, I'm not necessarily a fan. Is it the worst thing ever? It sure can be. It sure can be, especially if you're running heel to toe and you're, you know, it's a lot of repetitive movement. A lot of people don't have proper posture. So unfortunately, I don't have a zinger for you. I kind of agree in many cases. Do you run barefoot? Do you run, do you do sprints? Like what kind of running do you do? Do you put on like Nikes and pound your joints on pavement for 10 miles? Proper form and you know, neutral foot running and stuff like that is, uh, uh, Chris Pompasolia, what's a good amount of time to do reverse sled to make sure it's beneficial. I don't do that much anymore. I just do it consistently. So before a warm up, I'll go out there and I'll do a couple lengths. So I guess the yard, I haven't really measured it. It's maybe a hundred feet or something like that. So maybe I'll, you know, take hook up in the sled, do like there back there. I might do a length or two just to warm up. So you don't have to do a ton. You're better off doing it more frequently and less than doing it like super heavy and like pushing yourself. I just do coats of paint. Just do it frequently. Let's see. Uh, Papa Soy, what is the correct form for sprints? Like, uh, I'm not going to be able to break that all down. I'm not a sprinting expert either, but... I can't like verbally just explain correct form. But what I will say is most people have weak hip flexors. So strengthen your hip flexors, either use a monkey foot, hook your toes in through the window of a kettlebell. Uh, You can use a cable machine too. strengthen your hip flexors. Uh, You can do hip flexors even from like a seated position, like a straddle position, lifting your legs and activating your hip flexors, things like that. So hip flexor strength, also Nordic curls are fantastic. So I would recommend working on your ankle mobility and work on things like Jefferson curls, Nordic curls, hip flexor strengthening. That will drastically improve the muscles that need to activate for sprints. Hip flexor strength is very important for strength. Stone, excessive cardio leads to veganism. Enough said. Matt Damon. <laughs> leads to, that leads to veganism. You know, you're on the elliptical machine. I'm just craving a soy burger. So you're doing long distance running. Rhinestone Cowboy says minimalist shoes up to half marathon is what I've been working on. Let me ask you why. Just curious. Why do you truly enjoy it? Are you doing it for physical reasons? Like what's the purpose? There's nothing wrong with doing something. If you enjoy it, then look, if you enjoy something truly and purely, then you're going to do it. Even if it's, you know, to the detriment of what you want to accomplish. I think movement and being able to run is important. I think sprints are important. I'm just not a big fan of like long distance running in that sense. Minimalist shoes. What kind of shoes do you wear? Just curious. <laughs> April, Danae, uh, must be annoying answering the same dumb questions over and over again because people can't be bothered to look at your material for asking questions. Yeah, it, it can be annoying, but also at the same time, look, what episode is this? 2,557. I don't expect people to go back and like watch 
all 2,556 other episodes too. So I do understand people have jobs and they have kids and they have things that they're doing. So they, sometimes the questions are so fucking lazy. It's almost an insult. It's like, look, really just answering a silly question. I do want, that's why I also want to clarify on Instagram. There's a limited number of characters, so they can't really type out their whole life story, which is why you go to askpapasolio.com. You can call and talk for a minute and give a little more background. Also, when they ask a question, they don't necessarily know what information I want. They're just seeing an Instagram story and like, oh, let me re- reply to that question, right? But the la- but the, some of those questions are lazy. You know, how do I lose fat? Come on, man. Come on, man. So I try to also answer the questions with respect because everyone has to start somewhere. Just because we've been doing this for years and years and years doesn't mean that someone else isn't starting today. But sometimes I'm in the mood and I'll give an answer. And sometimes I'm like, you know, that fucking question sucks. So I allow myself to be frustrated sometimes and to answer them. But for example, people know, hey, I need to eat a calorie def- calorie deficit. And there's a lot of people don't know elimination. Oh, I should be cutting out these foods. Oh, I should be cutting out vegetable oils. I should be. And it's very easy for all of us who are in this, I don't want to say a bubble, but we're in this mindset. We've been crushing the seven pillars for years. It just, what seems literally second nature to us is, wow, I've never heard that before. And then we're like, how the fuck it? But a lot of people, this is why most people are obese and sick and dying and mentally insane is because people just don't, they don't do these things. Lindsay, as a former vegan, I agree. All right, so cardio equals veganism. Got it. Inconceivable. Got it. Rebecca Papasoli, have you ever tried any strongman equipment? Recently tried Atlas Stones just for the experience. Nice. I don't have Atlas Stones. I thought about it, but I just don't have enough space to justify it. I might get one, but I'm not going to spend that. You know, I have sandbags and stuff like that. Sandbags. I have clubs. I have a lot of fucking heavy clubs. So I have a lot of things that are heavy with strange shapes. Got a big fucking tractor tire out there. But in terms of the Atlas stones or the. What was the other stone? haven't done it. I haven't done a ton of it like the logs and stuff like that. It could be something that I get into later. Well, that was all right. That was all right. Uh, let's see. Rhinestone cowboy. I enjoy it. Also, I've never been able to run more than a mile before. So it's like a weirdly motivating thing to see myself get physically more in shape, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's a metric that you can measure. Hey, I used to be able to run to this point. Now I can run much further and I'm not as tired. So yeah, you like to see progress. Humans like to see progress. This is why people like to step on a scale because they see 170. Ooh, 168. (gasps) It's lower. Or the opposite. 172, it's more. Right? But of course, that has limited feedback. After a while, you're not going to keep on gaining or you're not going to keep on losing. So uh, just understand when it comes to weights, when it comes to body weight, when it comes to more, isn't always better. This is where we comes down to earlier. We're talking about intensity and volume. More isn't necessarily better. If more was better than working out and lifting weights for seven hours would be better than five hours or doing 40 sets would be better than 20. Cause some people are like, Oh, I did 16 or 20 sets. Well, if more was better than doing 30 sets would be better or 40 sets or 50 sets. So it's more doesn't make, make it better. What's important is to get the stimulus on your muscles. 
with as little as possible. That way you can recover for the next session. So you don't want to over stimulate. If you do too much, then it's unnecessary and you start causing damage or fatigue or excessive fatigue or injury or something like that. So you want to create the stimulus. Let's say you need, all right, let's say you're here and you need this much stimulus to build muscle and strength. Let's just say, okay, so you want to hit that and then boom, recover. Because if you go here and you go this much higher, you're causing a lot more damage and it's going to take you a lot longer to recover and to repair and you might not and it can, it can, it can hold you back. So yes, you want to create the proper stimulus to spurn muscle growth and strength, but more than that is unnecessary. And the issue is we don't have that actual metric. It's not like, okay, well do this much. We have to feel that out. We have to experiment. We have to push ourselves. So I think what's important is to make sure the intensity is high and the higher the intensity, the more recovery you need. Make sense. Rhinestone Cowboy. Right now, I'm just rocking some cheap Witten Amazon shoes because all I can afford and no worries here about becoming a vegan. Trust. <laughs> you could also do actual barefoot. Are you running on pavement too? I'm just not a fan of heel to toe running. That's fucks up people's bodies. Do you lift weights? How about this? I mean, I, I, look, I have no, look, if you love running, okay, but I would lift weights. You need to make sure you're lifting weights. All right. Mm, scroll, scroll. Let's see. Uh, Lady Hawk, not technically a question, but I had another shirt idea. You should do icy swole people with Papa as the kid from Sixth Sense. Well, funny you should say that. Remember the, you guys remember this from, uh, or is it, you guys remember this from Swoltober? always have magenta hair how often do you see them all the fucking time (laughs) 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 oh god (sighs) all the fucking time they're everywhere man they're everywhere man oh shit vin walton Brother, love your content. Had a heart attack a while back. Want to start the gym again? Any advice? Woof, make sure you're medically cleared. Start slow. I would practice yoga, meditation, lower stress as much as possible. Focus on proper nutrition. Um, that's my advice. I mean, focus on those seven pillars. If you don't know what they are, go to swornormousx.com and download your free copy. Get your mindset right. I would focus on lower intensity exercise as long as you're medically cleared, right? I'm putting that out there. Make sure you're medically cleared and you're allowed to come back to exercise, but start off slow. Good for you. Glad you're still with us. Rhinestone Cowboy pavement running on pavement. Been a barefooter for years. Oh yeah. I'm lifting weights, cycling yoga with recovery in mind. Good man. Good man. Um, just cause we're talking about cardio. I've taken a bunch of days off. I actually had to send out my module, my digital keypad. I think it's going to come Tuesday for my Versa climber. I got a Versa climber. Awesome commercial grade fucking beast. I started doing it for like 10 minutes every day. I think it started to wipe me out. I think it was much more taxing than I expected it to be because I was doing it as part of my morning routine. I pulled back for the last couple of days and I felt a lot better. Whew, that shit is fucking brutal. Versa climbers are stupid. It's fucking ridiculous. It's fucking ridiculous. So I'm going to pump the brakes hard on that. So 
I'll kind of get back into me. I'll add it in like a couple times a week for a few minutes. Uh, Brandon, can you talk about what the benefits of actual fasting are? I've heard 24 hour fast can increase testosterone, HGH and healthy males, but I haven't looked into it. Um, I honestly, I think unless you're doing, yeah, I think there might be some benefits for longer fasting periods. Intermittent fasting, I think is really kind of a, not a joke, but I don't think it's that effective in terms of, um, you know, cell breakdown and testosterone boosts and things like that. I think intermittent fasting is more for just time restricted eating. It doesn't give people as much time to stuff their fat fucking faces. So a lot of times when it comes to overall health, most people, the reason why we talk about fat loss all the time or weight loss is because most people are obese. Most people are fat. Most people need to stop eating so much garbage. So I know some people are like, well, how do we bulk up? How do we get huge? It's just the common message is most people have a lot of extra body fat. So it's more, Hey, cut down how much time you're eating in a day. And you're just not going to be able to eat as much food. If you're eating from sunup to sundown, yeah, you're going to be fat as fuck. If you're only eating for five, four hours in a day, you could only eat, even if you're eating garbage food, you could only fit so much garbage food in a window, but you fundamentally want to make better food choices. Yeah. I don't do it as much actually anymore. Stone fit. I, I don't do intermittent fasting. I actually prefer to have some stuff in the morning. I like every time I try just to have black coffee first thing in the morning and then just eat later. I just prefer to have my little kefir in the morning, a little raw cream in my coffee or maybe black, but I like to have my morning kefir. I feel like that's great on an empty stomach. I just like it in an empty stomach. Uh, Stone Fit says a lot of the newer studies show intermittent fasting is more detrimental than helpful. In what way? I, I, I don't think there's a problem with doing a fast. So if I do a fast, it's going to be 36 hours. I'll eat at four or five o'clock, right? And then I won't eat the next day. And then I'll eat, or is that kind of, or is that 48 hours? Whatever, it'd be like 36 to 48 hours. Just eat one evening, don't eat the next day, and then eat the following day. It'll be like a 36 to 48 hour fast. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But again, if you're doing fasting, it's hard to build muscle when you're fasting because you're not consuming enough calories. If you're doing intermittent fasting and trying to put on a lot of muscle, it's not ideal. That's why the small meal bodybuilding type thing, eating five or six times a day, because if you're trying to get in 3,500 calories, for example, enough and 200 grams of protein, yeah, good luck doing that in six hours, right? If you don't want to be disgustingly bloated and uncomfortable. All right, more questions. We're going deep today, but what else is fucking new? Oh, did I have this on the entire time? Hashtag ask Papa Soli. Come on, fam. We got some more. Prego EBD. Okay. When I go to the fucking gym, should I lift the heavy weight at this? Weights or lightweights if I'm a kickboxer? Well, it, it not enough information to go on. Obviously, if you're a kickboxer, maybe you don't. I think lifting heavy weights should be, you just might not do a ton of volume. I think lifting heavy is important for strength, especially if you're a kickboxer. So strength is much more important than getting bulky. So strength and hypertrophy are related, but you can build strength without putting on a ton of muscle size. Hypertrophy training is different than just strength training. So I would train intensely with weights, but I would do less volume. That way you're not, that way your your strength, you're training for strength rather than muscle size. Because obviously if you're doing kickboxing, mobility is important. If you have too much mass, it's going to affect your form. It's going to affect your cardio. It's going to affect maybe what weight class you're in, stuff like that. So just some thoughts. Let's see. Heinrichs Inventures. Papa Solio continued. Don't have access to your program at work because no phones, computers, etc. 
Got any good tips to relieve my stress a little at work? Yeah, brain gains. Just sit there, close your eyes, focus on your breath for five minutes. Just breathe. Don't have to worry about thinking about things. Just focus on your breath. If you find your thoughts wandering, just come back to your breath. Keep your mouth closed, in and out through the nose. Just sit up nice and tall, relax, close your eyes, and just breathe. Five minutes. Set a timer for five minutes. That's it. You don't have to think about bright lights and, you know, washing over your body. There's different types of meditation and mindfulness, but focusing on one thing, the brain is going to, and the thoughts are going to keep on going nonstop. You're never going to stop your thoughts, but focusing on one thing allows you to focus on one thing. So even though you're focusing on your breath, you're also as a product of that, not focusing on the 10 billion other things that you could be thinking about. Uh, Stonefit, basically the studies were saying that the people would end up overeating in their eating window. Yeah. A lot of time, look, if you're telling addicts, okay, Hey, no crystal meth all day, but you could have crystal meth within four or five hours and everyone's going to be like, just fucking blazing like crazy. Right? So people are just going to eat the same. Again, if you're just saying intermittent fasting, then you're not changing any habits. You're seeing the same fucking foods in less time. So you're going to eat more. You're going to be so hungry. It's like a rubber band. You're going to pull back and then snap forward and overdo it. I think a lot of times people do intermittent fasting and end up getting fat because they just eat garbage and they overconsume and they stuff their fucking face. Uh, Tyler, can fruits or some fruits cause your sleep to crash? I'm not really sure what you're trying to say, bro. How do you crash your sleep? I mean, if you don't have any carbs, that might negatively affect your sleep. And of course, if you have issues with some fruit, not all fruit might agree with you. So some things might cause poor sleep habits. Um, LHW, Papa Soy, do you have any good sleeping positions? I want to get better sleep. I recommend sleeping on your back. Use some mouth tape. Put a, put a little pillow roll or a bolster underneath your knees. I like sleeping on my back or on my side. Use a body pillow or something to keep your spine and rest your leg on top of it. Back or side for me. I go sleep on my back, though. With mouth tape. Always. Mr. Ganesh, 001, needs something about man boobs. Eliminate estrogenics. So, depends on why you have man boobs, but I would... Stop using artificial deodorants and shampoos and conditioners and body soaps and colognes and all those things. There's a great book, Estro Generation. He'll give you a whole outline of things you can cut out. Just some thoughts. Um, LCCLK, are rest days essential? Just going to keep on crushing through these. Are they essential? Active recovery is essential. Rest is relative. So I would recommend doing things that are going to aid you in repairing properly so you can hit another intense workout in the upcoming nearer future. So the faster that you can, the, the more efficiently you can recover, the faster that you can completely recover, that might be a week, that might be four days, depending on what you're doing. Re recovery is essential. I don't like using the term rest days because people are just like, oh, I'm not doing anything. You could do stretching, you could do flexibility, you could do foam rolling, you could do sauna, you could do cold plunge, you could do things that are aiding in your recovery. So yes, non-intense training days are essential. Um, Mr. BZ, how to be enormously strong. <laughs> Not even going to bring that up. Uh, C-Dub, 85, best exercise 
four exercises for trap building. A lot of people don't work the middle and lower traps, so make sure you're hitting those. Shrugs are great. Deadlifts are great. Farmer's walks are great. Even club work, heavy club work and stuff is great because you're doing this like dynamic swinging. So there's a lot of ways to hit your traps. But not not but there's a lot of different things that you can use to train, like in terms of devices. You could use a trap bar. Uh, a lot of times that's better. If you use a barbell, you have to be kind of rounded forward. And a lot of times you get protraction and it could jeopardize your shoulders or your posture. So you ever see those hex bars or the trap bars where it's kind of open, it kind of hooks around the body. That way you can hold your hands by your side. And if you have a bar, obviously you'll hit your legs. So a hex bar, they're called trap bars for a reason. And you could do deadlifts with them. You could do squats with them. They're great for deadlifts because then it puts less stress on your back. You could stay more upright in position. Is that the, uh, Ooh, that's the last question. Excellent. Good, good. Fantastic. Sweet. All right, fam. Tomorrow is our, uh, world famous swole fam accountability meeting. Let's fucking go tomorrow. 12 noon Eastern time. All right. Uh, we'll give away the swole card right now. Uh, hashtag. I didn't even cut to that. So tomorrow, May 8th, 12 noon Eastern time. Join us. Swolenormousx.com. Also uh, swole season for the card. We'll give that away right now. And before we do, actually, before we do give, let me get here, give that away, uh, make sure that you are joining the email list. So make email swoleagain.com and get my knowledge cock in your inbox. I would recommend um, you use some sort of e, e lube or something on your phone uh, just to lubricate your inbox because it will stretch it out significantly. So make sure that you are mindful of that. Uh, you might get the email and all of a sudden you're holding your phone. You're like, Whoa, she's like, that's, that's some fucking girth. That's some weight. So just keep that in mind. You don't want to drop your phone cause it suddenly gets significantly, um, more massive. Just keep that in mind. All right, let's give away the swole card. Falcon, come on, raffle me off a juicy beach. Swole season. Oh, dance, 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 dance. Swole season, swole season. Dance, 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 dance. dance. Falcon, Falcon, dance, 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 dance. We got swole season. Uh, Mika, con. Mika Ash, congratulations, my dear. Send us an email to support Swole card 2557 in the subject, your mailing address, and the body of the email. That's fantastic. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yay. Uh, Petro, what question? I don't know what your question is. I don't know what question you asked. Sorry, Petro. I don't see the question. Where is it? Where is it? Congratulations, fam. We'll take some soundboard requests right now. Remember, we'll be back here on Tuesday. So if you need to submit a question, go to askpapasolio.com and call in. I am very willing to let the American public judge my physical and mental fit, my physical as well as my mental fitness. Ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-day, Junior. Are you crying? Are you crying? There's no crying in baseball!
Emotional, damn it! Dodson! Dodson! We've got oh, Dodson churchy. here! Churchy, churchy. Oh, the tainted boy. Oh. Because because Truth over facts, I got you. We choose truth over facts. Ah, hobo's dick cheese. Classic. How about I send you a hobo's dick cheese? Chris with the tyrannical tuck. There's tiny tuck, typical tuck, total tuck, and the tyrannical tuck. Rebecca with a little logic and Boys common sense. Boys have a penis, girls have vagina. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the goal, you know the, you know the thing. 60% of the time, it works every time. That doesn't make sense. You would fool me, Tom, man. I arrived in America's airport with clothing, US dollars, and a jar of gypsy tears to protect me from AIDS. You can be fat and be healthy. I'm sorry, Lizzo, healthier than I will ever be. I'm a fair guy, but this heat is making me absolutely crazy. Fam, thanks for being here. We'll see you tomorrow. Make sure you hit that thumbs up button before you leave. We're available everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Rumble, YouTube, The Daily Soul, everywhere. Rebecca Kirk. So I'm very talented, very talented with that piano cock. We'll be back here on Tuesday for the public cast. Join us, SwornormousX.com. Get access to all the private live streams. You can catch the DWG from this past Friday. And of course, you could be there tomorrow for the accountability meeting at 12 noon Eastern time. So make sure you sign up for the email list, right? Make emailswoleagain.com. Go and sign up and get on my email list. That way I can bang your inbox with the knowledge cock. Happy to do so. So uh, make sure you respond when you get the email. Let me know how it tickled your taint and uh, got another one going out today. So be ready for it. We'll see you tomorrow at the accountability meeting. Peace, McGee's. Deuce McGoose, your boy, Papa Swolio. Oh, 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 oh. Out. Crazy flow, need a straight jacket. Cash flow, I'm a bank addict. Six subs, had the bass smacking. Eight away, had the place clapping. Three girls is enough for me, so I pull out like the stock crashing, like an IPO trying to purchase me. This a private sector, so you can't have it. Faking all that boom bapping. Who you think you is, boy? 90s want they sound back, so I give rap all these fake rappers as I take matters in my own hands. I don't need rapping, I don't need Zams. I don't need help, I'm a grown man. Now they came left and they so mad, it's like. Then yeah, I found that young king with my crown at ten racks in the.